In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Just two weeks ago, two Sundays ago, we heard the story, and you might remember, of the rich young man asking Jesus what he needs to do to inherit eternal life. Jesus, good rabbi that he was, told him to keep the commandments. And the young man, the rich young man, said he's been doing that since his youth. Then we learn that Jesus looks at him lovingly, looks at him and loves him, which we might read, you know, looks into his heart, discerns what needs to be said to this young man, and he tells him that you lack one thing, sell your possessions and give the proceeds to the poor. And you know, that's not a bad assessment from the Lord of heaven and earth. You lack only one thing. I suspect he has a couple more for me. But the young man, nevertheless, he's shocked. He's shocked by Jesus's response and he walks away. You know, his head held low because we learned that he had many possessions. They'd become so important to him, we might imagine. You know, a badge of success and of honor that he couldn't imagine loosening his grip. Or perhaps, you know, they had a grip on him that he couldn't shake loose from. And we don't know how the story of that young man, we don't know how it unfolds. We don't hear from him again in the gospel tale. But I hope that as he matured, he was able to more gently hold his possessions. But the story that we have to contemplate 2,000 years down the line is that this young man couldn't recognize with the eyes of his heart, with the spiritual vision that comes from the heart, he couldn't recognize that Jesus, the one standing in front of him, is the one thing he's missing, the one thing necessary to inherit eternal life, is the kingdom of God in the person of Jesus Christ. That's the one thing necessary. And that brings us to this morning's gospel reading about the blind beggar, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. You know, it's only 15 verses after that story of the rich young man, which leads me to believe that Mark wants us to hear those stories together. They're so close. The young man with all his possessions you could desire, who even follows the commandments, proves that those possessions had a power over him, and he just misses the kingdom of God in his midst. He just misses it. Whereas Bartimaeus, a man who only has a single cloak to his name, it's his only possession, a man who cannot physically see and who begs for his daily bread, he has the spiritual vision, the spiritual insight to cry out to the son of David for mercy. Even when a big crowd is telling him to get lost and be quiet, Here's a man of persistent faith from a person we'd least expect to find it from, a blind beggar. Here's a man who trusts that Jesus is the one thing necessary, that he has the words of eternal life. And did you notice that Bartimaeus's faithful shouting, his crying out, stops Jesus in his tracks? Jesus stands still. So you have this hustle and bustle of a scene. I imagine dust flying up from the ground and Jesus, the eternal love of God made flesh, stands still. 
he hears the faithful cry of Bartimaeus, the cry of mercy from a blind beggar. And Jesus looks at him and loves him too. And Jesus calls his disciples to go get Bartimaeus from the side of the road. And before we skip over that detail, I think it's important to hear what the Spirit is saying to us, those who follow Jesus on the way, those who are on the road with him. Jesus tells his disciples, go get Bartimaeus. Jesus could have walked over to him, but he's instructing us, the church, to hear the cry for mercy, especially for those who aren't on the road because of the changes and chances of this life have been cast aside, to pay attention, to listen, and to go get them, bring them to Jesus. So if we're to obey him as our Lord, trust in him, we have to hear the cries of God's people. You know, the disciples stand corrected. They were part of that crowd telling Bartimaeus to pipe down. But now they're asked to go bring Bartimaeus to Jesus. He's calling you, come. And what a response of faith that we get in our text. Bartimaeus throws off his cloak, his only possession. He throws it off and he springs up. You know, this materially poor man is spiritually rich. He has 20-20 vision, spiritually. 20-20 vision. His heart is ready for the one thing necessary. When obstacles are thrown in his way, he cries out even more loudly because he trusts, he has faith in the person of Jesus. And it's that trust, that faith in the person of Jesus that Bartimaeus finds healing through that. He's recognized the one thing necessary. And that's a powerful call to discipleship in Mark's gospel, for us to have the eyes of our heart illumined, to recognize that one essential truth, that here is the kingdom of God, in the person of Jesus. And Bartimaeus doesn't leave Jesus dejected like the young man, but the text tells us that he follows along the way. He gets on the road, he gets on the dance floor. And I really wonder what happened to the cloak that he threw off. You know, did someone pick it up and give it back to him? Did Bartimaeus pick it up? Did Jesus pick it up and hand it back to him? Because I can imagine that as he followed that crowd into Jerusalem, and that's right where they're going in Mark's text after this story, they're headed to Jerusalem for that first Palm Sunday. And do you remember what was thrown on the ground that first Palm Sunday? Cloaks. And people waved palms. And I can imagine Bartimaeus laying that cloak down and shouting yet again, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Friends, we gather today, this morning, this Sunday, to announce the one thing necessary. It's what we do week in and week out. Announce again and again the one thing necessary. And that's the inbreaking of God's kingdom into this world in the person of Jesus. It's the only reason the church exists, to make that proclamation, to bear witness to that truth. The kingdom has broken into this world. Jesus is the one thing necessary for our life and for our salvation. 
the way, the truth, the life. Here he is, and he always looks at us. He lovingly looks at us, each one of us, personally, and asks, what do you want me to do for you? Hear that question, Jesus knocking on the doors of your heart, looking at you lovingly, what do you want me to do for you, he asks. So every day, in every situation that life brings, recognize that he's there, the still point, amid what can seem like a lot of chaos and crazy. There's Jesus knocking. So this morning at this Eucharist, let's pray for the clear-eyed and persistent faith of Bartimaeus. You know, let's pray for the grace, the courage to throw off our cloak and follow along the way, the way of the one who lives, who lives for us and for our salvation. Pray that we'll change our hearts, for the kingdom of God has come near. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.